in india as well as i believe in um, a lot of south asian um, countries as well as even other middle eastern um, societies a lot of asian societies the concept of dating um is still relatively new or rather i will say it was relatively new about 10 15 years ago so in two tier three tier cities not the metropolitan areas but um, in smaller towns where most of the population lived it was still a really really big deal for um, somebody to for a girl to be seen with a guy and then this entire relationship culture or dating culture really was it was considered as something that that is scandalous it wasn't like a normal like how sometimes you hear oh my boyfriend is coming over at my parents house for a function no it wasn't that it was you couldn't utter the word boyfriend and girlfriend for normal like middle class families or um for a normal household an average indian household i'm saying um whenever marriage is spoken about whenever somebody gets married in india uh, the first thing that people usually ask is whether it was an arranged marriage or quote and quote love marriage that's how they put it and um even today most uh, marriages in india are actually arranged uh, the statistically the percentage of marriages that are quote and quote love marriages are still i think about 10% and i think that is true of a lot of south asian um countries and even middle eastern generally the asian culture um for not for all countries but for um, a lot of them so we grew up being privy to how the entire setup of arranged marriage works and also every single um institution including marriage i think anything that exists in the society it's always a dynamic thing so the way it is done today isn't probably the way it was done 20 years ago and then that is wasn't probably the way it was done 60 years ago that is a given having said that um i was um i was privy to and i still see around me a certain way that arranged marriages are um carried out and sometimes when i speak to my friends who live here um in the us sometimes when i speak to american or even other non indian friends there is a kind of way that arranged marriages are looked at um in an almost um, sometimes even condescending way um and i'm sure the people uh, they don't mean any offense but it is looked at as something like wow really something outrageous yeah that's the word it's looked at as something out of the normal um and even in india even in india where uh, sometimes you end up living in uh, bigger cities um and your circle is a relatively um elite or sometimes more liberal circle you hear comments like wow that's like like one of the comments i've heard is wow that's really brave of somebody to live their life with somebody that they don't know uh you often hear comments like that and i just feel like i don't really think um how this entire setup of arranged marriages functions is understood well amongst people 
and that is where these reactions come from because you look at it as something so alien that's why i want to explain a little bit about what i have seen around me right or uh, how when i was growing up i saw my cousins um, got married uh, getting married and today i see my friends the way they get married through this arranged marriage setup and it really isn't as outlandish or outrageous at as uh, sometimes people make it seem and for this discussion um, i am not uh, including at all those instances of um, arranged marriages where the bride and the groom have absolutely no say where uh, their parents um, or the family members or the societies uh, do everything without them having any participation in the process because i haven't seen because that that actually is not the normal it is an exception from my experience and i'm sure there are various places where the weight given to the brides and the grooms opinion versus parents opinion varies depending on how how conservative sometimes your society is and your own family is but the as a general rule what i have seen around me and what normally happens in like general households is that the bride and the groom have full participation and control over the process so knowing this i will only be talking about the the instances where um i have seen this happen i have seen the bride and the groom participate in the entire process of selection um and they have the say uh, they have a say in what they want their uh, their um to be partner what qualities they want in the partner and vice versa both the girl and the boy so i will only be discussing those marriages that i have seen around me and give a little bit of perspective on what actually takes place first step is uh, getting to know getting in touch with prospective grooms and prospective brides which means getting to know the people in your community in your society who are of an eligible age and who are looking um, to get married there are multiple ways of going about this uh, one of the ways is obviously the one that uh, we saw in indian matchmaking where there's a certain person in the community who's uh, designated with the task of uh, spreading the news of who wants to get married who's looking for an eligible match etc etc then we make something known as a bio data it is known as a bio data today but i really don't know maybe it's known by different names i have seen this around me um in the bio data it probably when you go to dating sites right the way they have your photo and then they have your a section for your bio so bio data is similar but the bio the section for the bio obviously has more marriage relevant stuff so um a, a bio data will have one picture usually um and then it will have um information about your education your parental background sometimes your family background also information about where you live where you're working 
uh, your hobbies and interests as well so people can write just the way they write in the dating profile i've seen people write they want to they like traveling they like reading they like adventure sports etc etc it you also get a preference uh, you also get a space to mention your preference like what kind of a groom or bride are you looking for i personally know a friend who who's written that she prefers she is a working woman so she wants a partner who doesn't expect her to uh, do all the household work by herself because she is career driven so whatever your with respect to the community with respect to the society that you're a part of whatever your particular demands are whatever you want in a marriage you write it in that section and there's usually also always a place for a uh, horoscope the hindu horoscope this i'm talking about um, setup pertaining to hindus but i'm not really sure how different it is in um, different religions but usually people do have horoscopes because most people i know they do believe in horoscopes if you don't if your family doesn't then it's a different thing so this is the first step sometimes these biodatas are circulated by a person who's designated to circulate them sometimes they are just circulated in hearsay you know uh, like i found my friend's daughter's biodata and i know another friend who has a son who's looking for a girl so i just hand it over sometimes that happens and then uh, there's also a website there are actually several websites but an example there's a website known as shaadi.com shaadi means marriage so it's like an online portal an online space which is like um, a dating app where you can actually upload your bio you can make a profile for yourself upload your picture upload all the information that you would upload in your bio and perhaps more i have never used it so i don't know but maybe it has additional features which lets you know like what location you would be willing to um, what location you would be willing to move to in case you get married because um in the vast majority of cases even today the girl is going to move to wherever the guy lives so i think it has all those additional features and then you begin from there so that's a starting point that's how you come to know of uh, the prospective groom or the prospective brides uh, the people who i know uh, they go through this process of uh, selection rejection um for a while so it depends somebody can take 3 to 4 months to find the person and then in some other cases it may be uh, more than a year i really don't know um depending on how choosy you are depending on what you're really looking for once uh, you establish contact with the person that you're looking for uh whose bio you are interested in so i found a bio for example and i am interested in this uh guy so typically families contact each other um so instead of me perhaps texting the guy directly because families are already involved in the process uh it is uh, more likely that my family will contact the guy's family however it's also equally common i have seen that when people are old enough they instead just contact each other like i've seen that as well so it really depends the contact information is mentioned on the bio once that happens um you kind of discuss what your requirements are with each other if both the parties if both the families as well as the bride and the groom involved are willing and are both interested in each other from the get go 
so up until now we haven't met we have just communicated um, through our biodatas and then perhaps phone texting whatever and up until this point if i think this can be taken forward then a meeting will be arranged again the meeting how formal or easy it will be it depends on the family depends on the community in more conservative setups um the family usually the guys family will come to see the girl at the girl's hometown uh, at the girl's house so it will be a more formal meeting if um, it's a slightly more liberal environment then it is possible that the girl and the guy meet at a coffee shop or somewhere where they could talk without the involvement of parents so that's a huge variable it depends once that happens uh, once you see that over a period of time you can talk and you you feel you discuss whatever you want to discuss and you feel like there is compatibility uh then the families move forward then eventually the the wedding date is fixed and everything is carried out in um in this entire process from the bio data to the meeting and then eventual uh communication if something goes off then the the wedding is called off so the way i have seen it really it isn't very different from how you would approach dating a person even generally or on a dating app one thing however that when you meet somebody via dating app or when you're just dating casually um it is really up to you how far you want to take that relationship um and what you want to do with your time uh however when you are meeting through this arranged marriage setup because the ultimate goal really isn't a hook up or something casual usually for both the parties it's marriage so you don't really see like people will keep dating for 8 9 months um and then just call it off or you won't typically see people just hooking up casually while not intending to get married i'm not saying that's not possible it is of course possible and i'm sure it happens but typically because the people who do enter that setup uh, they have marriage as the end goal in their mind um that is how it ha- and also families are involved so um people are a little more cautious perhaps uh, then i then i would be perhaps in a casual dating setup but overall the structure isn't that outrageously different from the structure of how a traditional Uh, or uh, how a dating um, setup works um, here say in the us or in other parts of the world one thing that um, a lot of people uh, find very objectionable is the inclusion of caste so when you're making your bio data um, you will rarely find a bio data that does not have a mention of what caste what particular community the uh, bride or the groom belongs to and this is not me favoring the caste system right that is a very complex topic and a different discussion altogether but what i have learned practically how that's useful so for example if i belong to a certain caste a if as a girl i know that i have to get married and go to the family of a certain caste b all the festivals that i normally celebrate as a person belonging to my community 
most of those festivals may not be celebrated in the caste b the kind of food that i am used to caste b uh, may not the they may not have most of the food items that i have grown up eating uh, their rituals their traditions a, a large part of their culture may be very different from one caste to the other so that is why a lot of my friends i found and also the language god there are so many languages and the language i speak at home is probably not the language my friend speaks at home so practically speaking i have found a lot of my friends um they they do want to get married within their own castes i don't particularly think that that's because they are casteist or that's because they consider some other caste as inferior i think very practically speaking the kind of life adjustments that they would have to make in order to um, reassimilate into a person who into a person's household who's not from the same caste as them i don't think it really makes it really makes sense to them because they will have to give up a lot of what they have grown up with and you could argue that they don't have to give up but first again you are leaving right you are leaving your household you are going to a different household you can't celebrate a festival alone so you need a community you need an environment that honors the things that you have been doing in order to be able to keep doing those things um i think the way we grow up the way we grow up and we the way we live here right we are really protected from exposure to people who don't belong to the same socio economic class as we do in this society like in american uh, society and this happens organically so it's not like somebody is segregating you but for example i went to college and i work so most of the people around me typically end up being more or less from the same socio economic class that i belong to and if you ask a question to somebody from here for example living in an american society if you ask somebody would you date somebody who belongs to a significantly different socio economic class especially lower who is of a significantly lower socio economic class than you then i think a lot of us would requestion um a lot of us wouldn't be sure because practically you know that when you do that you will have to make a lot of change in your life in order to in order for it to be able to for that person to assimilate in your in your world right in your socio economic class and in order for you to be able to assimilate in their class now does that mean that people will never look at um, somebody beyond their socio economic class no i'm not saying that of course we'll always find examples of people who um, perhaps liked each other so much or who had some connection where it didn't matter but for the vast majority of us we all have our own non negotiables when it comes to dating similarly um for example if i am on a certain dating app and i see the profile of a guy and the guy is great but he says i am a recovering addict say recovering alcoholic and i am seeking treatment immediately you know that the kind of reaction the kind of response that guy is going to get is going to be way different than if he hadn't mentioned that 
and it is very likely that a person who ha- who is recovering from alcoholism will um, and if he does it nicely or if she does it nicely they'll end up building a great life a great life for themselves because this happens all the time but i'm saying that sheer apprehension and lack of willingness to just make the kind of changes we need to make to accommodate certain people in our life will keep us from dating them even in the present society even in this society where arranged marriages are not happening where we are free to date whoever we want to date um i look at the caste angle from the same perspective and i think relationships right and especially marriage especially something like marriage in every society no matter how you go about it it is a negotiation like it is a contract so i am putting my needs on the table and you are putting your needs on the table and then we are trying to see how how we can work together on both of our needs and both of us and are going to have some non negotiables like i can't do with this i can't do with that that happens in all kinds of setup whether you are dating somebody or whether this is happening through an arranged marriage setup um some a lot of times in an arranged marriage bio datas people mention their salaries um which is true which is a factor which people do consider when they are choosing their grooms and the same thing also happens in dating i think if people are dating from a perspective to get married they might uh, end up giving a good amount of importance to how well off the other person is for purely practical reasons um having said that i i think i've seen um in my own family certain couples who did get married through the arranged marriage setting and now when you see them it is impossible to really say that they got married through the arranged setup because i think i don't know why but um, i think some people individually are able to find that sense of friendship and companionship within themselves um same goes for uh, so called love marriages sometimes you see that sense of companionship between two people and sometimes you don't see it and that same applies to arranged marriages sometimes you just don't see that sometimes it is just a contract or it is less than perfect whatever um i don't think on a very basic level even though people are going about it very differently i don't think what essentially they are doing uh on a very basic level whether it's a person casually dating here or it's a person opting for an arranged marriage there i don't think they are that different one thing that always is spoken about arranged marriages right and there is i find there is some truth in that is that when you are dating people you have to go out you have to open yourself up to rejection you have to kind of put more work whereas in arranged marriages so rejection happens in arranged marriages too it so your bio data is what gets usually rejected or after one meeting or maximum two you get rejected it i don't think it can really be compared to um a rejection after months or years of dating that is a whole different experience um is it fair to say that people involved in arranged marriages have to put in less work I think it is said often for guys that you have to put in less work because you you know 
you your parents will find you something someone to marry i think it can be said that there is some truth in that um although you can't claim that every person who's opting for arranged marriage is doing so because they don't want to put in the work or they are less capable of finding a person for themselves but maybe it is true to a certain extent they don't have to put in perhaps a kind of work in improving themselves or sometimes in just like showcasing an improved version of themselves that a person who's dating has to do because it is in that game then there's a lot of first impressions and how you have to speak and what you have to say that you don't necessarily always have to pay attention in arranged marriages however there is quite a fair bit of rejection for both girls and boys even in that setup a lot of times the people you like they don't like you back for whatever reason um the so also it is just like in in dating right just like in dating in a western society it is never really you will always find people where their parents or their families or the family or parent of one of the person in a relationship will have a huge impact on the overall relationship similarly in arranged marriages i don't know how it's not easy to say really it's not easy to make a generalized statement of how much say a groom and a bride will always have typically what i have seen around me is that i have and like for normal families you will have a say nobody will force you to marry somebody who you don't want to be with parent um, parents may give you opinions but the intense life and death kind of pressure i haven't seen really around me however definitely it goes without saying because it's such a big country and there are several different kinds of communities definitely there may be communities where um the bride or the groom has no say and your parents make all the decisions for you and uh, they end up in situations of um, that are not of their own choosing and sometimes also there are communities where the kids the way they are uh, the way the upbringing is the way they are brought up the idea of obedience is instilled in in them in a way that they don't really want to have a say they will leave it up to you i have seen that too so it's really difficult to make a generalized statement uh on how uh, in this aspect of arranged marriages just the way it is difficult to make a generalized statement in um uh, in normally like the couples that you see around who are dating because you never know you never really know what the dynamics of the relationship is um yeah so that is my two bits on arranged marriages and what i've seen uh and and i hope after this they don't seem as scandalous or as outlandish uh, in comparison to the the marriage setup which is non arranged i think marriage ultimately it is a contract it is a negotiation and in all parts of the world right the way people go about it superficially it may look different but if you really go into the nitty gritty the details of it you feel like it really isn't all that different 
and it depends a lot on the individual what they choose to really prioritize through the process or what they want to make of the process or what their approach is towards like companionship and marriage in general um that's it thank you very much bye one thing i wanted to add before ending is that um the idea of this was not to defend arranged marriages or to show in any way that they are better than the marriage setups that are not arranged or so called love marriages um i think the idea was to humanize the entire process a little more because i've discovered that for some people who are completely unaware of uh, what an arranged marriage is really or how people go about uh marriages or dating in a society where dating culture isn't really that penetrated within um they treated as something bizarre or something out of the world and it really isn't bizarre when you read a lot about um arranged marriages right you you will stumble upon certain horror stories you will stumble upon stories of dowry of um harassment and so will you stumble upon horror stories when you are reading about relationships or marriages in general across the world um the nature of the horror may be different but i think um bad and good stories exist in each kind of um a setup yeah i think that that's what the point was that um it is it is slightly ignorant i feel and condescending to rig, to just dismiss a practice that an entire culture has been following for such a long time for decades and centuries and just to say that oh my god that's like just bizarre um that doesn't mean that that practice is free of corruption that practice may have a bunch of evils and i'm sure it does uh, there if you the more you study about it the more you discover however um but any practice that any culture follows it can't be dehumanized because it ultimately is a practice which humans undertake which humans have developed and all practices and all methods are developed by people in context of the society that they live in yeah so the idea wasn't really to defend uh the idea was to humanize the concept a little bit and to give a better idea of um how it really happens generally in in today's times all right thank you